Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt. And you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. It's episode 86. Kill the Light, we're calling this one, because of the name of the song that we're reviewing. Anyway, yes, it's uh, Thursday, the 13th of November. We were all back from five shows touring with Lacuna Core last week. Uh, probably feeling a little bit down in the thumbs, which you're going to come on to in a little while. We're going to talk about what we do to overcome Lacuna Core tour blues. But first, I need to ask my two compadres how they are. So we'll start off with you, Russ. How are you this week, sir? Me, I'm good. Adjusting after the post-tour blues that we'll come on to shortly, but... Uh... I've pretty much immersed myself in uh, new music. So uh, I've got the new Machine Head record, Pink Floyd and Foo Fighters. I would suggest that uh, two get the thumbs up, one gets the thumbs down. Um, whether or not you want me to name which is which, you know, we can come on to that perhaps at another date. Okay. But, uh, right. Mostly, mostly music, music orientated this week and um, working my way through season four of The Walking Dead. So Walking Dead and what is you said, what was it? You, you said Machine Head? Machine Head. Foo Fighters, Pink Floyd, and Foo Fighters, Foo yes. Fighters. And one's thumbs down, and two. It is. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll let the cat out of the bag now because I know you're a, a fan of the band as well. To me, you know, I would suggest that the new Foo Fighters album is basically a polished turd. I'm not a fan. Oh, of really? It you're all. not a fan of the Foo Fighters? Uh, I'm not listening to it actually. So. Uh, not not my thing at all. It's very sort of bland, middle of the road kind of. Reminds me a bit of. Um, Echoes, silence, patient, and grace—that sort of thing. Not, not my cup of tea from the foos. I'd rather have something a bit more hard rocking. Fair but enough. There you go. Fair enough. Well, I'll check it out and uh, I'll give my own thoughts next time we speak. Hopefully. Um, cool. But you like the Pink Floyd and you like the um, the Machine Head album, yeah? yeah? If anyone's a Machine Head fan, definitely check it out because yeah, yeah it's another banger. Things about this one. Yeah. Fair enough. And you're getting on well with um, the Walking Dead, then. So you nearly caught up. Yep, Rick is uh, somewhat upset this season, so uh, it's, all, it's all happening. I won't spoil it for anyone, but uh, plenty of action in season four. He's been upset for a while, mate. He has, yeah. he has. Anyway, uh... spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> What's Mr. Dyer been up to? <laughs> yeah, yeah go well, on, Mike. What have you been up to, do you think? Apart from having man flu for well over a week, um, apart from the tour finishing last Wednesday, I went to Baby Metal in Brixton with you, Matt. You so that was... That was excellent. As much as I might try to deny the fact, you did. Yes, yes. And then on Monday, I went to Billy Idol in Manchester. Um, that was, or was it Tuesday? Tuesday I went, I think. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Monday or Tuesday, whichever. All roll into one these days now. Um, that was very good. Story consistent, mate. That's fine. Yes, yes. So I managed to catch another drumstick at Billy Idol, this running theme of catching things, um, and got a signed set list given to me by him whilst... He was running along singing and caught a plectrum as well. So quite a fun packed evening there in Manchester. So you've caught three things this week then. You've caught a, a drumstick, a plectrum and the cold. Yes. <laughs> Good man. There you go. Right. As for me, well, I've also got man flu. I've had it for the last couple of days. and been uh, Snap. That's all out. of us. There we go. So we're not making a big deal of it. I reckon we've already gone on tour, actually. Touritis, yeah. And much like, obviously... You, Mike, I uh, went to see Baby Metal in Brixton Academy at the weekend, which we were talking about just before we started recording, which, uh, you know, you can say what you like. They put on a really good show and we had a blast, absolute blast, yep. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And uh, as I think I posted in, in response to a comment on Facebook, I, I see Baby Metal as a bit like a heavy metal opera. 
Yeah. It's like a, it's almost like a live stage show kind of thing rather than a concert. You know, they're entertaining to watch and the music's good and the atmosphere was just electric and it was just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Whether they'll be around in a couple of years' time, who knows? But, you know, that Fox God, he is influential and he will return <laughs> for Metal Resistance 3, apparently, in 2015. And I look forward to it because they played, yeah. the last song they played was a new song and uh, it was very addictive, very bouncy, and lots of people enjoyed it, myself included. So, yeah, it was good fun. Uh, and the rest of it this week has been well working, really. Although I have been catching up on Arrow season two and staying up to breast with The Flash season one, um, two very similar superhero shows from the US, uh, which I've enjoyed both of them, actually. They're good. They're, they're, you know, um, fun entertainment, lots of action, a few special effects, relatively good plots, good characters. You know, what's not to love, really? So there we go. So that's us. I suppose we'd better move on to Lacuna Core News. Well, we posted in last week's podcast a kind of an update from us both in the car and at Mike's house while we were on the tour. But of course, that wasn't the end of the tour. So we had a, at least another date left to go, which was Birmingham. So I thought we might as well spend a few moments just sort of filling in the gaps and anything we missed, really. And the first thing I wanted to add was that uh, when we reported the merch, what we didn't report was that the uh, Marco art cards are still available. And I only spotted these, actually. I think it was I think it was at the Manchester show I spotted them. I think it was. Yeah, and picked up uh, pretty much most of, pretty much all of them. Missed out two, because there were two that came in Dark Adrenaline. Did we buy them? I think we were all the same sets, didn't we? So we were, yeah, yeah. It's, we yeah. discovered them in Manchester and then picked them up in Birmingham on the last night. Yes, there was that worrying moment where we wondered whether or not there'd be enough three of each of the remaining <laughs> ones. And it was like, oh, you have to go outside the back and fight for them or something. But uh, fortunately, that wasn't a problem in the end. We managed to pick up, um, I say, one of each. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm very much intending to get them signed by the artist at some stage in the near future. Yeah, and, and then get them framed and uh, mm-hmm. start littering around my house because I, I think they're lovely pieces of art. I really do. Um, very distinctive, very Marco, of course. Uh, and that kind of leads on to the fact that um, he's just opened his own um, Etsy art shop online. Uh, the Making Art, uh, obviously it's Macking, Mackie with an ING at the end, or an NG, I should say, art shop, uh, where he's got some... Uh, jewellery pieces inspired by his art as well as more artwork including the ones that we've seen on the tour and he's now presenting them in A3 I think he did this on purpose when he found out that we had bought them guys <laughs> Yeah, absolutely determined to make to bankrupt all of us because um, yeah. I, I now want to get all of them in A3 format as well So, but I really like some of the others on there the, the, the non-Lacuna Core ones there's a Darth Vader, there's that great Wizard of Oz yeah, kind of dark fantastic it's just great it's a great art we will put links in the show notes so if you're a, a fan of the art that you've seen on uh, lacuna core's albums over the over the years i should say then you'll know by now that marco is responsible for a lot of that art especially on dark adrenaline um and it's absolutely worth checking it out buying yourself something i'm sure he'll sign it for you and yeah and you can put it on your wall and uh, it'd make a great bit of memorabilia because it really is nice so uh, what else happened then so um what else did we do on birmingham curry. we had a curry we had a good curry didn't we in, in, yeah uh, great curry oh it was a great curry. hot spot yeah that was absolutely awesome although that madras was hotter than i expected <laughs> still sweating now <laughs> <I'd>... <laughs> <laughs> not quite not quite but i did say at the time it, 
it was more like a vindaloo, and he came over and confirmed it. So I feel somewhat somewhat vindicated, even though I was uh, feeling <laughs> feeling the sweats at the time. It was a great curry though. Uh, and one thing I did do now, you would have seen already that we posted some of the videos that we took during the shows. And made the decision at the Birmingham show, rather than getting in the pit at the front and taking some photos, to stay well out of it and take video. So, basically what that means is that we have the entire Birmingham show on video. Uh, and it's come out pretty well, I have to say. Uh, we're quite some way back, so you get a very clear view of the whole stage and the lighting rig and everything. Not really much in the way of zooming in, so you, but you, you do get to see the kind of the whole thing. Um... It was handheld. I did have a monopod, but so it's a bit wobbly in places, but it's not too bad. And the sound quality is really good. So I'll be looking to post that soon over the next few weeks. Um, kind of drip feed them out there on the interweb, as it were. Obviously, we'll be posting on the Empty Spiral website, as well as on Facebook and links from Tumblr and so on and so forth. Uh, and they'll go onto the YouTube channel as well. So that will link directly into Twitter. So um, I hope you like them, really. I think the ones we posted so far are pretty good. Got some very positive feedback from them. So it's um, something maybe we can continue to do in the future. What else do you want to say about the tour, guys? You got any final thoughts, Mike, on the 2014 Broken Crown Halo tour? Um, just like every other tour previously, it was it's great fun. Thanks to both of you for your company over the days, as as we've done previously, and for your driving as always. It's appreciated and i think not just for us to, um us three hanging around together and like serena came over it's like the sense of family and everything with everyone that we meet and friends throughout the year so i think that it's nothing more to say really other than i i miss that tour time as we'll come on to later but um a plus it was fantastic again Fair enough. What about you, Russ? Yeah, got any final yeah, yeah, literally everything that uh, Mr. Dyer's just said there. Um, very, very good fun times. Um, can't wait for the next one. And uh, I think it was capped off and very well rounded by uh, a stellar review in this week's Kerrang, whereby uh, Lacuna Cole got four out of five Ks um, for the the show they put on at London Kentish Town Forum. So uh, not only did we enjoy it, but it seems that the the tour was well received by both uh, the public and the press, which yeah. is uh, great. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it's a good little review in Kerrang, actually. There's nice words being said there. So it was good to see them getting some positive uh, feedback, as it were, from the, the media, as you say. Uh, what else have we got this week, then? So today saw the release of the Coiler Community, the Facebook Coiler Community Fan Nothing Stands In Our Way video. So this is something that uh, the, the folks over at the community have done where various fans have sung different bits from the song Nothing Stands In Our Way and uh, Tysa who's been on the on the podcast before did a marvellous job of uh, editing them all and bringing them all together into a video which just shows all the all the different fans uh, rocking out in various different ways here singing different bits of the song and I think the result is actually fantastic what a great video funny entertaining uh, especially since we know quite a few of these folks yeah it's great to see see people and of course um there's a bit in the car which uh we probably shouldn't say too much about but um you'll get to see some familiar faces there it's it's just a great video really really entertaining and I, i'm going to share it on empty spire it's already on the facebook so uh if you haven't had a chance to check it out do so i'll put a link in the show notes have you guys seen it yeah yeah cool. fear 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 <laughs> we're not doing it again <laughs> it's gonna give me a laugh 
Oh, it's brilliant. Really, really good fun. And of course, the final bit of news is Lacuna Coil are still touring in Germany and then down into Italy. So if you haven't bought your tickets yet, if you haven't gone and seen them, just do it. Really, you owe it to yourself. It's been a great tour. Um, of course, they're now playing Cybersleep again. Well, not again. They started playing Cybersleep. Grr. <laughs> bastards. Uh, and Christina now is uh, also drawing again on Drumhead, something she did in the US, doing in on mainland Europe, but didn't do in the UK. Grr. Because I think we'd have probably been queuing up. We've, we've signed, she's saying, take our money. Because uh, I don't know about you guys, but I would really like a a unique Christina design drum head on my wall. That'd be amazing. So she's doing that. So on top of that, you get to see Lacuna Core play and it's a great, great concert with a great set list. So you act yourself, go out and get tickets and um, see them while you can. Another bit of news we have for you is this week, uh, Chicho, um, ex-drummer of Lacuna Core for many, many years, has created a official fan page on Facebook. So if you're a fan of him, which I'm sure you are, then do make a point of liking it and posting stuff on there and, and so on and so forth. He's already started sharing some pictures of the stuff that he's done over the years. So it's um it's really good. Check it out. We'll also post a link in the show notes so you've got no excuses. you're absolutely awesome thanks a lot one of the things that we always discuss when we finish touring or when we finish following lacuna core around and seeing them on multiple occasions on a tour is how we get over the tour um as mike and russ have both said it's it's a real blast it's a real good fun for me it's more than just seeing lacuna core play it's getting to catch up with them and having fun, having conversations, hanging out with you guys, drinking beer, meeting lots of people. The whole experience is, is bigger than just going to a concert and seeing people perform. But what that means, certainly if you've seen a number of them and you've travelled over the course of a number of days to see them, is that when it's over, it kind of feels a bit empty. And if I'm sure there are people listening to the podcast right now that know exactly what that feels like. So, we've kind of come out with a list. Um, of things that we do to maybe get over the Lacuna Core Tour Blues. We'll start with Mike then. So Mike, create your own iTunes set list from the tour set list. I think that's pretty obvious really. So yeah. you've got you know what songs are played on the on the tour, play it, listen to it. Remind yourself what the songs are like. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh next one. Uh wear a, a different Lacuna Core t shirt each day as a reminder of the tour. Does that have to be T-shirts that you picked up on the tour? No, you... no. I just think, well, I, I, I like yourself, have certainly got probably one for every day running concurrently for a, a few months. So uh, I, I would say any, either or, really, whether it's the current tour or, or anything. Now, this one's a bit more obscure, Mr. Dye. Hunt down a good greasy spoon and become a regular there. So why <laughs> is that something that you do after a Lacuna Core tour, then? Well, greasy spoons part and parcel of the of the touring experience. I think certainly for us, with um, a certain bass player and 
that's part and parcel of now that I've found one local to me, I think I will start going there as a memory to the tour. Fair enough. Bit random. <laughs> Bit random. Make coffee that isn't burnt. Yes. That same thing. We had we yeah. struggled with finding decent coffee didn't yeah. we, when we were on yeah. the road in the UK. Okay. Um, this is one you're beginning to worry now a bit, Mike. Actually, paint well, your it's... face on occasion and pretend it's the Halloween show all over again. <laughs> That's just like a great way of being arrested. Yeah. Especially if you're wandering around with a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you like clowns? <laughs> Got a crazy Stephen King bad guy. <laughs> Purchase your own Cards Against Humanity. I think this requires some explanation, doesn't it? Do you want to sort of tell the listeners what that means? Yes. I um, think we can. We'd have to edit it out, surely. <laughs> well, yeah. With, we wouldn't go into too much detail, of course. Well, it's just a, it's just a, a, a card game for um, people that aren't offended by certain things um, in their day-to-day life. Um, we've, we played this prior to the Bristol show, um, so it's it's all good. Fair enough. Uh, go out for a butter chicken or any other Indian dish as required. So, yeah. W- why is that something that you would choose to do to get over your lacuna core blues in? Uh, well, it's just, uh, uh, just part and parcel of the memory of tour. You never, I don't eat curry very often. Um, I do on occasion, but we we always seem to pick a good spot when when we're on tour. So I, I appreciate that. Drink beer and remind yourself of all the happy times on tour. Of course. <laughs> spend lots of money in a very short amount of time <laughs> why them. why just that it's like you just kind of acquisition <laughs> disorder i just like to buy lots of stuff and it'll take my mind off not being on tour with lacuna car yes quite possibly <laughs> on, on whatever you like yes <laughs> and the final one that you provided us was keep in contact with all those you were hanging out hanging out with on tour tour friends are friends for life you say Yes, indeed. I can't, I can't disagree with that. I think that's a that's a really good thing to do. It does sound though like a bit like you're trying to relive the tour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a ready. bit too much. <laughs> so um, with my greasy spoon, with my face painted, <laughs> <laughs> drinking beer, having your curry for dinner, yeah. pottering around drunk. <laughs> All right, so those Mike's top tips for getting over the Lacuna called Tour Blues. So Russ, you said, uh, I think this was you. Um, bum, bum. But, but, but compile a playlist of the support acts and Elsie set list pretend that you're still living the dream yeah I think we can agree yep. with that yeah totally, that works totally uh, preoccupy your mind with other outdoor pursuits so yeah what go do you have kayaking climb a mountain do some abseiling you know break up the day a bit what about indoor pursuits I mean like, I quite like like tabletop games you know board games and stuff can i do yeah, that board games. What's, what's the zombie game we've discussed that before zombie side yeah that's always a good zombie game. side yeah zombie that's side, worth yeah. checking out or uh, as mike mentioned uh, a spot of cards against humanity can uh, never be turned down when put up against the likes of trivial pursuit or dare i say it, your hatred of cluedo <laughs> and monopoly <laughs> don't get me started on those two listen to slayer you say yes the so must- is that Slayer Slayer or Slayer 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 Slayer? That's Slayer all the way. Good man. Excellent. That's always going to distract you from pretty much anything you're doing is listening to Slayer. And of course, it's also the answer to every quiz. Spend your week with the Lacuna Core discography loaded into your CD player and work front to back and back to front. Yeah. Immerse yourself in the moments of the tour. Why forget when you can relive? That's fair enough. Rewatch the Visual Karma live DVD. Show it some love. I'm not quite sure what you mean by that. 
<laughs> no, what you tend to do with that? Might not play afterwards if you show it enough love. <laughs> now, 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 now. No, I, I actually think that's a really good idea. It's a great live DVD, and uh, as we said before, it doesn't really get enough love, does it? No, no it hasn't got the the recognition I think it deserves of, as a package. And as I say, it's that one opportunity to actually have a a commercial release of a full performance with you know proper light, proper sound, proper picture. So. You know, people who haven't seen it, definitely, you know, check it out and pick it up. And then you say, go back to the gym or alternatively work. Yeah, Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. Keep your mind occupied. I like the next one you say, seek out other gigs. Yes, like, which uh, I think what, we've, we've all done. Yes. You've been off the baby metal. Mike's done a bit of uh, Billy Idol and um, I've picked up some uh, tickets for uh, The Cure and Machine Head. So uh, I think we've all uh, delved into that one a bit. I think that's a very healthy way of way of dealing yeah. with it actually I really enjoyed the fact that a week after well not even a week after a few days after the Lacuna Core show I was on another di- very very different tour so yeah that's a very good thing and I also this week picked up some tickets to see Anathema next year in April so looking forward to that my, one of my cool. very favourite bands so can't wait to see them live again so okay I've got my own list then uh, this is what I said so first thing you should do is uh, join the forums and uh discuss lacuna coil so we've got active forums at empty spiral but you can also join various groups on facebook and other social networks so you know if you want to sort of share your experiences and post pictures and find other people that enjoyed the shows in that's a really good way of doing it oh, i also said go to another uh, i said another lacuna coil concert if you can but uh, another concert is always a good thing to do now, I took a slightly different approach when it comes to my Lacuna Core collection. One of the things I kind of like enjoying sometimes is listening to my Lacuna Core discography on shuffle. Because it really creates a very different kind of feeling. I don't know about you guys, but I'm so familiar with the albums. I tend to listen to the whole album from start to finish. Sometimes just sticking it on shuffle and seeing what comes up next can be quite a fun experience. So I like doing that. Uh, oh, what about this one, man? Why don't you listen to the Empty Spiral podcast? Or even better, ask to come on the podcast and be interviewed as a fan. We're always looking for people to join us. We can You can tell us about your recent tour experience. There you go. No excuses. Uh, the other thing you can do is if you're looking to listen to maybe a bit of live Lacuna Kill, you can head to the Bootlegs Forum on the Empty Spiral website and download other live recordings that people have recorded obviously recorded at shows or of course head for youtube uh, we've got um our own channel where we post our own videos as was mentioned earlier in the news but of course there's thousands of other of other videos out there on youtube which you should check out uh, i don't know why i said this but i said catalog and photograph your lacuna core collection so we're doing it yes um meet up with fellow coilers now i said that you know so don't go randomly approaching people that's called stalking <laughs> and we don't advocate that with your balloon <laughs> your party balloon. <laughs> a balloon. A balloon, little boy. no don't do that but people that no doubt you've beaten a, or even went to the concerts with or people you know through the social networks or through um the coiler community or wherever it might be you know why don't you hang out with those you know, head out um go to a pub or a coffee house or you know, something even a bit more bizarre, like a theme park or something, and just go and have a fun day with your friends. Uh, you share a love of Lacuna Core, so why shouldn't you um, enjoy the day together? That's what I do. That's just... So yeah, that's our list of things to do to recover from Lacuna Core tour blues. Because I don't know about you guys, I certainly felt them. 
Um, yeah. Next day I was back at work, which is a, a real kind of snap back to reality after five, six days gallivanting around the country and uh, sort of singing crazy songs in the car and singing even crazier songs in rooms full of people. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's always a bit of a sad time when it's over, isn't it? But that last few moments when you have to say goodbye to the guys on the tour bus and then it all drives off into the night. So yeah. It feels like we should play some sad music over the top of that as they drive off. But yes, there we go. I hope you've, um, I hope you found that useful. And if you've got your own tips or tricks for overcoming the the post Lacuna Core tour blues, then uh, you know, let us know or post them in the Empty Barrel forums or on our Facebook wall or wherever else you want to do it. Really, we look forward to hearing from you. One of the many things that we did do while we were on tour with the band is get some interviews done, as we try to do every time the Kunakola in the country. So we interviewed three members of the Kunakola this time round. We've got Andrea, Christina and Mouse. We're going to present them in chronological order. So the first interview is with Andrea, which we performed in London uh, last weekend or weekend before last, I should say. Now, what's interesting about this interview is it's kind of divided into two sections. The first is some questions about Broken Crown Halo. You know, let's keep it relevant, of course. But I kind of struggled for other questions. So what we did is we were sitting in the pub with fellow Lacuna Core fans before the show. and We passed around a piece of paper and we asked for various people to ask various questions. Right, making sure they write their name down. And we presented them as a, an ad hoc fan interview with Andrea. So some of the questions are a little different and I do need to apologize. I think I might have mentioned this in last week's podcast. There's a bit where I have three questions that I have to read out in Italian and yeah, well, I'm sure people will laugh, but anyway, there we go. I hope you enjoy it. for joining us again on another Empty Spiral interview. Again. Again. This is it's becoming habit forming. <laughs> so this is divided into two sections. The first one is a little interview with you about Broken Crown Halo. Mm-hmm. And then we've got some questions that fans in a pub in <laughs> London drunk in, drunk in a pub in <laughs> London have compiled for me to ask you. Okay. Right. So we'll start off with the easy ones. All right. So Broken Crown Halo came out in April this year. Yeah, April 1st. Yeah, April 1st. And uh, it's been very popular. It's a great album. We we talked about it way back in March, as I recall, mm-hmm. the last time we spoke about it. So looking back over the album then, what would you say was your favourite lyrics? Hmm. Maybe a song or a particular line that really kind of... I mean, all the lyrics, are, I like all of them because they've been very personal. So there, there's a little bit of... A real life experience, you know, each song. Mm-hmm. You know. Probably, I would say, Nothing Stands is obviously the easiest to connect for everybody because it's quite a strong statement, you know. And um, but then there is also, I, I think, when we were writing the the one that really gave us a lot of like pleasure, like when, when we were really satisfied when we finished it, it was uh, One Cold Day. Mm-hmm. Because it it was uh, we we 
try to make like a metaphor between the rain and the tears and the you know the nature and the fact that we're moving on in life so life is changing just like nature and there are different seasons in our life because it was dedicated to Claudio the or a former guitar player mm -hmm. that died and um and so that, that one was because it wasn't easy to to write lyrics for a song like that you know because it's easy to get into the cliches and Mm. But we we felt it. We followed the most natural inspiration, you know, the most uh, without looking for big words or you know dramatic words. It was more a, a simple connection to the to nature and to the passage of life, you know, which mm. is basically what what happened. And then I, I found out that some of the concept we have in the song they are actually the same that uh, Jim Morrison brought in some of in one of the Doors songs. Mm. I was pleased, you know. It's pretty good writer, so it was good. And we didn't know, <laughs> so it was it was coming out of uh, uh, naturally, you know. And I just realized afterwards reading some of the Doors lyrics that it was similar concept. You know? mm. It was good. Yeah. Were there any particular songs that you really struggled with the laid down lyrics? You know, you presented the music. You did, did you have an idea that you really struggled to kind of translate that idea into, into words? I think a couple, yeah. Probably "Hostage to the Light" and "Cyber Sleep." Because there's the, we really love the title, Hostage to the Light, so we really wanted to use it as a concept, but we already did Kill the Light in the past, so we, we didn't want to use the same concept. You know, We wanted to try to, to have a different meaning, even if still the words light is pretty strong, so it's, mm. it's difficult to move away from the concept. You know? So that one was a struggle, and uh, Cybersleep as well, we rewrote it completely. We started with one approach and then he wasn't working and then actually a Jay, the producer came up with an idea of just the direction of the song thinking mm -hmm. about some movies and then how to, we can use the topic develop it in the as as it was the the the, the plot of the movie you know? mm. so we took inspiration from uh, inception so we wrote thinking about all the the movie information you have yeah the, yeah, the movie mm -hmm. from the you know the the fact that you're living in a different layers reality mm -hmm. because the song concept was mostly about the social media and how much people live nowadays sixty percent of their life on social media and mm -hmm. forty <laughs> reality and so the, the the concept was about getting lost into this don't realize anymore sometimes people just like better to be on Facebook than to be on on reality. You know? mm -hmm. And because they can be whatever they, they want to be on, on, on the internet. So that was the concept. And so we to make it interesting, because it's obviously a, con a very popular con concept right now, we wrote it just like the inception with all the layers, all this, the, the paragon between the cyber world and the real, real world. So in the end, we found the right way to put it down. But it wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah, I think the result was amazing, actually. Yeah, I think that all the effort really worked out for you. Yeah. So what... In an ideal world, would be the next single then of Broken Crown Halo if you could release another one. Well, it's hard to, to say because when you have a third single, it's usually a, a, a ballad, mm. you know. But I would go for Zombies from my opinion. I think it's a strong song with strong lyrics. Mm. But obviously, if it has to be a ballad, it would be something like probably Cybersleep or mm. another one of those. You know, like okay. Or, but I don't. I don't think there's gonna be another single right now. So. Singles are 
bit of a weird thing with albums these days. Yeah, it? it's it's hard because now you have a single just for the internet, a single that could be in the radio, a single that it's for whatever is left over from TVs. You know, mm. but, but TVs, it's not really a, a strong media anymore as it used no. to be. You know, once you used to do video for MTV, now there's no point in do, making the video for MTV. So you do it for YouTube mostly. Mm. So it's changed, and that's why. I think we can maybe in the future develop even more extreme concept for videos because it's there's not as much censorship as you like when you have to put the song on TV you have to cut all the flashlights for uh, epileptic people then you have to do you can't put blood you can't put cigarettes you can put because they're all mm. gonna be censored you know so if you want to have a song in a, in TV you need to to have a very bland video you know that's why we have two v two version for spellbound uh, we had two versions for Enjoy the Silence because TV would not play, especially here in the UK. Mm. There's a very strict censor for, for TV and videos. Okay. So let's say that Zombies comes out as a third. This is, of course, hypothetical. comes out as a third single and you have an unlimited budget to do <laughs> a video. What would you do for a zombie video? Then? Oh, it would be quite easy to go into the Walking Dead cliche you know mm -hmm. because zombies it's called you know. but maybe we, you should find a more interesting angle to portray it you know because if you just go and put some zombies it's not very original you know <laughs> so, so you have to find a, a good way to a metaphor you know that mm -hmm. can work for both I think at the same time though given how amazing the makeup that you had and the clothes you had worked last night at the yeah. Halloween show in Bristol you could easily do a performance song performance video that was we're actually dressed up like that we're it's actually amazing. thinking about of course maybe downgraded a little bit from yesterday because Halloween is a bit over the top mm -hmm. but to keep the makeup actually and to do some more shows with uh, some kind of makeup and mm -hmm. some different uh, clothes like the one we used yesterday so we're like really really like it and people seems to really like it so we're thinking about uh, keep keep developing you know more a little bit of a stronger image. Yeah, I think that would be a good thing. I mean, you think it's but not maybe not as over the top as on Halloween. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you did it every time, then it, Halloween would no longer be special. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not that Halloween sure anymore. That <laughs> but I think as a band, you've always had been strong on image. I think you know, it's yeah. not you're not allowed the image to overtake the music or what you do on stage. But mm -hmm. I could easily see. A, a little bit more, shall we say, drama on stage with the way. Yeah, definitely. Things. I mean, uh, we've been around, and it's time to to, to take chances a little mm. bit more. Also on the live show, I think it, it's it's fun. Of course, you need to to think about it and try stuff to see what's working and what's too too much or not as as much in the right direction. You know, so mm. you have to to try stuff, especially with the makeup. We never used it, so you need to find something you're comfortable with. It's mm. not too stupid or to, to look in something that doesn't belong to you. Yeah, and I guess if you're doing it all the time and you're on a long tour I and mean, you've got makeup on your skin yeah, all the time. I mean, you, you can do it, but you need to find the right way to do it. You know? mm. yeah. Okay, so live shows then. Uh, you've started playing quite a substantial number of songs from Broken Crown which is great. Mm -hmm. um, what's been the most challenging song from the album for you to sing, or for you both to sing, for you and Christina to sing whether together or individually? I think for Christina, uh, probably Hostage to the Light was one of the, especially the chorus, not, maybe not as much the verse, but the chorus was kind of tough. 
and for me, uh, I don't. There was one that I really struggled. But I can't remember the title right now. Let me think. Um, so we we tried on this record to to stay on our keys. You know, don't. In the past, we did very often the mistake to just do something you can only do in the studio when you really hear really well with headphones and you're only focusing on doing that song. And then live, it was tough to to reproduce it, you know, because mm -hmm. it was too high. So if you're like one day tired, you already can't reach the node or... So we, we made that mistake in the past. So this time we have tried to write most of the song in our natural key. And in the future we'll do it even more because we noticed that on the three or four songs on this record that we've been kind of pushing. Mm. And now we struggle doing them, you know. So we don't want to find ourselves in a spot where you're not able to sing the song live. You know? so have you found yourself, you know, looking back over all the other songs that you've created over the years, not from Broken Crown Halo, do you ever get into a point where you're like, right, we want it on the set for a particular reason, but I'm not looking forward to singing it because it is one of those songs that I'm tired. And yeah, it's sometimes it happens. And also, especially since we have two singers with different keys, mm. sometimes one key is very good for one singer, but not as good for the other one. So it's... Started, you have to find the right balance to to have everybody comfortable to sing the song. Sometimes it's, it sounds good because in the record you can you have all the time to make it right, but then live is is problem, you know, mm. for one of the two maybe because it's it's too too much, you know. Especially if Christina goes, she can't go lower than a certain point, and I can't go higher at a certain point. Mm. So we need to find always a, a right balance, and we're we've done it this time around, and maybe next time we can do it even more. It's amazing how these things evolve over time, and you realise that the capability of you both as singers, and then translate that into what songs you want to create. Because the problem is that when you do, one thing is do it at home or in the studio, and one thing is to do it every night, <coughs> you know, when, when you don't hear yourself really well, and it's easy to fuck up, you know, mm -hmm. and it's easy to make mistakes. And of course, we don't want to sound perfect every night because it's not natural, you know, but we want to try to sound as close as possible to the right thing. You know? mm. So that, to do that, you need to have songs in your keys. You, know? you can't really, unless you're like a Devin Townsend or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Is there a particular song that you really kind of don't look forward to singing live, even like an old song? Old songs? And I'm not talking Heaven's Alive because you've sung it a thousand mm, times. Yeah, yeah. No, old songs, I don't know. Maybe it would be fun to do it once, just to do like a full record, a full mm. old record for once, you know, but not to play it every night, you know, because it, yeah. it's, it's hard to, to make the songs from the Reverie, for example, fit into the set list. You know, from Carmelize to today, they all fit, more or less. It's yeah. not a big deal. Of, but before going before come, maybe Unleash Memories, some of the song. Could yeah, if fit. you ever want to come to London and just sing Unleash Memories, just yeah. just let me know. Drop me a note. Yeah, we we talk about it actually. The, the we just need some time to arrange all the keyboards and that stuff because those mm -hmm. records, the first two records, they were recorded in analog, mm -hmm. so we didn't have the the files for the keyboards, and we need to actually re-record them from scratch. Mm -hmm. So to do that, it takes some time. You have to sit down and say, okay, now we're going to do this and rearrange a little bit, to find the right sounds and, and go in the studio, record it, and so you have the keyboards to, to make it to make it happen. But I'm not excluding we're going to do it. I mean, we, we talk about it sometimes. Well, I would support that. You'd get thumbs up from me on that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so early on today, uh, we were sitting in a pub not far from here, and we were talking to fellow Lacuna Core fans and we came up with a number of questions for you, so these are pretty random, pretty out of there. <laughs> so I'm going to start off with Russell from Kent, 
Who asked? From Kant or Kent. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you decide. Um, what's it like to be a male singer in a metal band? It's actually quite normal. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, it's really male, male, male singer in a band with a female singer. That's, okay, let's that's do that Maybe the most interesting. Let's thing. ask that question then. What's it like to be a male it's singer just... in a metal band that also has a female singer? Yeah. Yeah, obviously it's it's different than in, to have two singers. You know, we we found a way to make it work along the way. Many records, many years of live shows, and learning how to balance it and to make it work better. You know, but in the beginning, it's it's not easy because it's not common to have two singers and to split the parts and the, even the show live. You know, people sometimes can be a bit surprised. You know, seeing two front persons you know and try to understand what's going on you know especially in the beginning maybe now it's a bit more common even mm-hmm. after just two male vocalists or two female but it's a bit more common but when we started it was something unusual so to let the people understand that I'm not the bass player who sings you know I'm just I'm a singer just as much as Christine but in a different way of mm-hmm. course but so we it was not easy you know musically for us to write song that way and also for people to get what the, the band was about because it was something new <laughs> and now, now I think we found the right way to work it, and, and I think now people knows who we are and knows mm. the band. And, and as I say, it's way more common now. You have bands like uh, Butcher Babies that has two female singers, or other bands with male and female, or two mm-hmm. males. So, so it's not as weird anymore. You know? But but it, it was definitely it took time to to make it work. Do you ever find when you're on stage and you've got a part to sing, Christina's got a part to sing? But when it's the other person's part singing, you've got to find something to do. Yeah, sometimes yes, because especially in the beginning, you know, you're not so confident on mm. stage. You know, you can, what do you do? You're gonna dance, or <laughs> you're gonna go somewhere. You're gonna go out of the stage. You know, mm. we, so you have to find a way to don't make it look funny, and you know, make make it work. You mm. know, so but I think we've been able to develop it pretty well, and and, and now it's really. It's a lot about playing with the crowd, even if you're not singing or just standing in your pose and looks look cool. You know? mm. That's, that's there you go, pretty yeah. easy for me, actually. Of course. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, Bianca from London asks, "What is your least favorite question to be asked?" Usually, it's what lacuna coin means. Uh, <laughs> I was going to come on to that actually. Yeah. Um, or, or some people that want to know. The, the history of the band from the beginning you know, it's like how we met and how we, you know, it's, it's always the same and it's written everywhere and you know I mean I understand like, somebody do your homework please usually yeah. somebody the, the magazines that are not specifically rock music magazine they're gonna ask you that because they're more generic so they mm-hmm. want to introduce the band in general and, and so you have to concentrate like 17 years of the band in Plus the even the demo era and everything into like <laughs> ten <laughs> paragraphs. You know. Yeah, I can imagine that'd be a real challenge. So nothing about being asked about one nineteen or anything that doesn't bother you. No, right, that's okay. not as bad. Just that's only one person that is kind of really hey, annoying on. with that. Question. Everyone needs a question that they're always going to ask. That's like that's like what I say anyway. So okay, moving on then. Emma from Kent asks, "What has been your favorite show so far and why?" And I think that means like across all of those years. So if you want to take us how you, you came together as Lacuna Core, first of all, just mm-hmm. sort of set that out and then tell us about the show, so that'd be cool. Or you can just jump straight into the show. So. Yeah, I mean, 
it's it's hard to say just one show you know we've played thousands of shows now so it's for sure not the, the very first ones we play you know i think we 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 really started to uh, we're still learning you know every time you tour every, you learn you get more confident and so it, it's different all, all the time you know obviously the, sometimes the big festivals are cool because you have a lot of energy from the people mm-hmm. but sometimes the club shows are great you know it really depends on the vibe of the moments and I wouldn't compare a show at download with a show in a Underworld in London, you know, so it's very different, very different you know, for different yeah. reasons. They can both be great, you know, but but they're very different. So it's hard to say one, you know. Usually, the um, the South American shows pretty loud, so those are good. But London has always been amazing too, for for being a big city where it's, people is very spoiled with a lot of shows, so mm. they it's not so easy to to get them go crazy, you know. But usually, like Sao Paulo in Brazil is always crazy. Mexico City is crazy. New York is always great. London, but there's not just one that I would say that was perfect. You know, so it's perfect at the moment. But then you know, next tour there's gonna be another one which is gonna be as great. You know? Okay. So Lauren asked then, um, what is your favorite track off Broken Granada, and why? Probably Zombies was my favorite because it's. I think it's. It's a song that kind of capture the essence of the band. You know, there is the very epic chorus from Christina. Mm-hmm. There's the more rhythmical, powerful verse for me. There's the lead guitar. The riff is pretty strong. The, the speed of the song is cool. So I think it sums up my all the elements uh, of the band. But I have several songs that I like. But this one probably is the one that I, if I have to suggest one song you listen to, that's that one or maybe not in stands. Mm-hmm. But Probably it's Zombies is my favorite. Okay, good choice. Excellent choice. Pete asks, how hard do you find being away from family and friends when you're on tour for so long? Yeah, that's the hardest part of being on tour, actually, because to be on tour is not it's not that you have to do much. You know, you wait a lot, but you have, you have time to sightseeing, you have time to, to see other people you don't see very often, but the most difficult part is to be away from the family that's definitely the hardest part especially because sometimes you have stuff going on at home mm-hmm. like on the last tour I had my dad in the hospital for six months I had, we were selling our whole house and buying a new one and I was away I had to buy the house through a video I watched a video on the, wow, that's pretty uh, hard, of yeah. the house yeah. and bought it like that you know? so I left and uh, we own one house, one apartment, and I come back and we own another one, you know? and and so that's the, the most difficult part, you know. Also to let, luckily, I mean we we, I mean I've been together with my wife for many years, so she knows what's about. But it's never easy, you know. It's not that you you, you never really get used to it because you're still missing. All, all the time together and sometimes you wish you could be with you and enjoying that special moment that special place your experience and on the other hand you meet a lot of friends around the world as well that you see very but it, it is uh, music it's lifestyle you know, it's something you get married to your wife but you still get married to, to the band in a way you know, because you never stop thinking about the band even when you're home you know mm-hmm. you try to but you know, there's always something to, to be done something you, know. you need to do yeah, yeah. so it's it's a commitment to the to the band you know? and, uh, it, it's hard you know it's hard because you sacrifice a lot of the the private life you know but 
there's no other way to do it, you know, mm. unless you, you keep music as a hobby. But if you want to be a professional musician... It's you, a lifestyle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you can uh, get into better situation when you don't have to, to put out an album every year, you know, or every two years, so you can get more time home in between records, and that would be ideal. But the way the music business is going, it's kind of forcing you into be constantly out with either a record or a tour, or so it's not getting easier. You know, it was actually probably easier ten years ago when yeah. we did Comalize or Carmichael. It was easier because we tour a lot when the album is up, but then you can take a couple of years because you released the next one, so you had time to to enjoy staying home and recharge. Now it's it's harder because you have to be always. Uh, out there with something, you know, because there's so many bands and people mm. is not buying CDs anymore. So you have to find new ways to making revenues for the band. And we're lucky that we we still have a fan base that we built previously in mm. other times, you know. But for new bands, it's hard, you know, because if you don't get that chance right away, then it's hard to, to re even bands with famous people. In, in I was speaking with Chad from Elia. It was from Alvain and Vinny, Vinny Paul, the drummer was from Pantera. So the band has big names, huge names into it. But they still had to start almost from zero. You know, this still say it doesn't mean because you've been into famous million selling bands, it doesn't mean people is gonna just embrace the new project. You know, it takes them a lot of time and they have to restart from supporting and doing small tours and plays clubs and then maybe eventually they will become big again you know but it's a tough situation nowadays yeah it's not quite as glamorous as people looking into it might feel no it's been changing a lot in the past 10 years i would say but you know it's sometimes for for the better for sometimes for the worse you know. okay thank you very much so mike from manchester asks elvis or the beatles <laughs> i would say elvis for me but I like the Beatles too, obviously, but I, I like better Elvis or Johnny Cash. Okay. Hey, Johnny Cash is not an option, just so that no, we're clear. Okay. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I like better, uh, more country, southern kind of music instead mm -hmm. of the, the more altogether singing along of the Beatles. But I like the Beatles too. Okay. Uh, so Bianca then asked, Zeppelin or Sabbath? Sabbath. I, I like Led Zeppelin too, but I, I think so, for a metal guy, Sabbath is, is the original. Yeah, so that was a bit of a trap kind of question, really, yeah, wasn't well, it? Led Zeppelin is great, but I like better the darkness of Sabbath and Ozzy's unique voice. Obviously, the singer from Led Zeppelin is a better singer than Ozzy, but I mm -hmm. think Ozzy was way more unique. Mm -hmm. And and if you listen to other bands in the Led Zeppelin era, they all sound kind of the same, you know, mm -hmm. while Sabbath was just, nobody just sounded like Sabbath. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, Russell, who is still from Kent, <laughs> asks, Hyperfast or Half-Life? Probably Hyperfast, but... Uh, Controversial? Yeah, yeah okay. I think Hyperfast. Okay, fair enough. Um, Matt from London uh, sure. says... What inspired the I Like It video? I think the idea was coming from the director, the basic idea, and because we wanted a video that wasn't too serious, because the song wasn't meant to be... He started from a serious topic, but then he developed in a more easy listening kind of song. So we didn't want to put pressure on the song by having a serious video on a popular song. So we decided to go all the way fun, you know. 
and a lot of people didn't get it a lot of people thought no, that it was it. but it's always like that when you have metal bands or it's an irony they never go along really well mm. unless it's steel panther or something like that how much involvement did you have in the individual parts of it or was that down to the director no we, we choose all the outfits and all the cliches bands together you know so we, we we had part of it but the basic idea was from the director and we had a great time shooting it I, I still like I think it's one of the funniest video we've done and obviously I get that not everybody wants to see a, a band that is coming from a gothic environment having fun you know being funny you know I get that as well but yeah those people are taking life far too seriously as far as I'm concerned I think it's brilliant okay so Bianca asks what's your favorite women's underwear women's underwear hmm Oh, well, actually, I'm, I'm not... I'm not necessarily for you to wear, by the way. No, no, I'm not a, a huge fan of lingerie. <laughs> I like it. It's great. It looks great. But I'd much rather see no lingerie at all. You know, okay. see just, I think if it's, you have a beautiful body, it's cool to see it without anything. But obviously, I like all the little things. You know, but I, I'm more for the... For the, the meat. The meat is for the man, the bone is for the dog. <laughs> okay, there we go. We've got claps from that one. Okay. Right, I, I, it's at this point that I need to apologize. Um, uh, screens demanda. La prima cosa che fa è che pensi el mattino? The coffee. I hate when people talk to me in the morning. I, I'm not a morning. I, I like to wake up early and everything, but I need time to to fall. after the coffee. I can talk, you know. But when people start to try to ask me stuff, <laughs> I don't like, like people. How aggressive you can be. Talk right? to me when I wake up, and I like I just like to first get a coffee, wash my face, and then I can. Start. So a little espresso and a yes, shot back, yes, and then you yes. come alive. A couple of cookies. And, yeah. There we go. Okay. This is the really hard one for me. Aparte el tu lavoro, una desonia che se riuscito a realizzare. To be honest, I was never a big dreamy person. You know, I was always a... Uh, I just did what I like, basically, you know. I always try to follow my passion, but I didn't know if, I never dreamed big. Also, especially for the music, because we never thought it was possible when we started to become international touring band. You know, there was just no space for it coming from Milan, Italy, mm -hmm. being a metal band from Italy. So it was too far away to imagine that could actually happen, you know. So it was not even a dream, you know. It was something, oh, let's, let's just do the demo. We love the songs. We say, yeah, let's go, maybe we're gonna sign a deal, but we never thought all that. The history of the band that has happened after we signed the deal has been beyond every possible imagination. Cool. But I, I was always a person. I am a person with a vision, you know, with the bigger picture, you know, vision, but not really a dream. You know, I don't think it's a dream. I think it's just a projection of stuff you might make it happen you know, but sure. I don't see it as something so far away and impossible to do mm. sometimes it's you know it's gonna be tough to do it but I don't I don't think I never dream to, to do something that I couldn't do you know. okay thank you final question that I'm struggling ever 
qual è la canzone, canzone che avreste voluto scrivere? Scrivere, yeah, there, there are a lot, lot of songs. Uh, 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 just one. Uh, maybe. Let me think. Uh, Maybe Hotel California from the Eagles because I could get the royalties for that. <laughs> good answer, good answer. Okay, it's not over yet. Okay, Bianca from London asks, what's the one Lacuna Core song that you never had a video for that you think should have? That you don't love to have a video yeah there, there were some in the past there's always one or two in every record it's a shame that we can't promote as a single but maybe let me think from the let's say something from the previous record uh maybe upside down was one uh or the, the, the kill the light was also maybe one good for the video uh my wings I, I remember we talked about it but we didn't have a video back then we never did a video for any reverie songs mm -hmm. we started to do videos on comma lies mm -hmm. but we never had. but my wings i thought i remember there was an idea of uh, shooting in a circus but we never I mean, we never had the budget to do a video up until comma lies so, no. you should get a fan made one where you just like you tell us what we do and we just yeah. create wings and just some, some cheesy video. My wings, I thought, was very... can have a vision on the song, I think. Yeah, totally. So it definitely <laughs> feels like a, a song would lend itself to strong visuals on our video. Maybe even Against You from the previous record could mm -hmm. have been a good one. I Don't Believe in Tomorrow. You're just going to list off all of the songs, yeah. really? Uh, <laughs> okay. Emma asks, if you could invent a time machine and go back in time, what era would you go back to and why? Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm more <coughs> projected into the future actually than in the past but if I had to go maybe in the prehistoric era to see the dinosaur live that's something would be cool to see Okay. because the rest we if you say medieval you have a lot of history about medieval a lot of portrait pictures mm. uh, armors you can see still you, know, you can understand how it was well, you still have castle you still have so there's not much point of going. It's better to go somewhere you, which is a totally different planet, almost. Mm -hmm. you know. Okay, good answer. Thank you. Lauren asks, "What is the craziest uh, fan gift you've ever received?" The craziest fan gift. Mm. I mean, one we had today was pretty impressive. We had a, a new microphone stand. Mm -hmm. which is a sculpture basically based on the artwork for the record from Broken Crown Halo and you will see it tonight on stage and it's pretty impressive so it's not maybe crazy as it's not something weird but it's something so well done and and spectacular to see that it would be pretty impressive yeah. but uh, I think I had also once I had some flowers from a guy like which is no, no, weird, but no, kind of yeah, unusual. It's, yeah, it's unusual, definitely. Okay. <laughs> what kind of flowers were they? Were they roses? Or I think roses. Right. Yeah. And there was also a love letter from the guy. <laughs> Wait, okay. It's fine, you know, it's just yeah. not my cup of tea, but I'm not, nothing wrong with it. Well, you're, you're a coffee guy. It, it was a, it's, it's still pleasant, you know, because of course. it doesn't to mean... To be appreciated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, cool. Uh, Ross 
from Kent still asks, what do you remember about your first show outside of Italy? The first show, actually the first show outside of Europe was fun because we went to Mexico. So from never being out of Europe, basically just mostly being in Germany or Italy, Switzerland, Austria, here, we went straight to Mexico, not even in the States, just straight to Mexico City and it was pretty different. <laughs> it's like it was great, great experience because we had a, a show in um, Guadalajara, a show in Mexico City, and then we had four days vacation in Acapulco, paid by the promoter, with the hotel on the beach. So it was, and it was December, and there were Christmas tree, but the weather was totally summer, you know. So it was weird to see this Christmas tree, but people really, I mean, really, we were swimming in the, the ocean, so it was pretty warm, you know. But for them and these Mexican people, they were wearing jackets because they thought it was cold, you know, but for us, it was t-shirt time, basically, <laughs> so it was weird. It's like us at the moment, it's actually balmy out there in November the 1st, yeah. and we're like, yeah. what's going on? It's so sunny. It's crazy. Okay, so uh, Matt from London asks, what do you want to be remembered for? Remember for... I mean, I would say more for being a good human being than for the music, you know. Of course, music will be there forever, whatever. But it's been more important the, the impact you have on other people, you, they really get to know you, you know, because the fans, they never, like most of the fans, not, not, not all of them, but the fans or the people that just follow the bands, they have a vision of you, which is the the image you portrayed on the stage, on the picture, on only on the musical side. You know, while people that really get to know you and, and and judge you for what you are in life, that's more important. I think mm. that they have a good opinion about you. you know. I see it with my dad, for example, he's getting older, and but every time I meet somebody, he always remembers my dad, you know, because it's been, oh, your dad is a really cool guy. You know? And even if they don't see him for 10 years, or they still have this image of him as a good person, you know. And I think that's more important than be remembered for one song, you know. Of course, it's great if people will bring the legacy of the band in the future. But I think once I'm not going to be here anymore, I don't care that much anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get royalties when I'm dead. You know? <laughs> Fair enough. Fuck it. Then <laughs> <laughs> you end up like the Beatles getting your... Or, publishing bought by Michael Jackson and then sell to somebody else or whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Good answer, though. Good answer. I think that's absolutely important that, uh, uh, that, that music is one part of you. But No, it's great. I mean, obviously, if people's going to remember the band in the future, it's great, but it's something... Yeah, that doesn't have that much effect on your life. You know, There's, as I say sometimes... The people come to us and say how important that song has been for their life. They saved their life. You know, obviously, when we wrote it, we didn't think to save lives with that song. You know, we just wrote it because we wanted to say that in that moment, and it was fitting well with the music. You know, so they get a, a meaning which you can't get. You know, because obviously uh, they have a, maybe their first relationship with that song. Or they went to school and get bullied and find comfort in that song, or they get so they get so many different meanings to the same songs that obviously it's not exactly what you were meaning. But mm. it's great. That's the beauty of music, you know, the fact that everybody can get his own 
little special meaning to the song or this attachment to this or that album because it came out on the right time of your life when you and so you will never experience the same even if I could write a much better album mm -hmm. you probably will never like it as much as you like that special one that lets you discover the band or lets you leave that special moment in your life you know fair enough okay I got one final question for you before we bring our conversation to a close you are always in finding new fans so <coughs> what message do you have for the fans that might, that might be listening to this interview what messages what, what message do you have for your fans yeah, I mean from you from the heart from Andrea yeah yeah, I mean, I, as I say, they, they have a lot of... I see that music <clears throat> people get attached to music in a deeper deeper way than we mm. expected it to happen. You know? So it, it's hard because, as I say, we don't know when we write the song that it's going to be so important for somebody. You know? I don't think nobody knows. You know? mm. You're not trying to... Ah, oh, this song is gonna save so many lives. You know, you don't, you don't, you can't plan that. You know, because people get attached to you for their own reason. You know, mm -hmm. like there is a girl in London here. You know, every time we come here, it's, she's from Italy, but she moved here, and she was getting some troubles in her life, like in a really bad situation. And she said all, all the time, she said we save her life, so she always come back and see us. But it's something that we couldn't think about when when it happened. You mm -hmm. know, so it's. It's important that everybody gets his own approach to the music, you know, and if they share the common vision, that's great, you know, but you can't really plan it. You can't say to the people, okay, this song, you know, listen to this song because it's going to help you. You don't, you don't know. You know no, it just have to happen. You can't really tell people what, what you want them to get from the song. You know? I understand that. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us today. It's thank been a you. real pleasure. Thank you, Cheers, guys, from thank all you. over the UK. Yeah, yeah, from everybody all over the UK. <laughs> Quite a few people in Kent, apparently. So. I always did the same name, especially. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? It's quite a lot of people called <laughs> Must be a very Kent. common name. It must be very, very common. Very common. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much, Andrea, for the interview. I hope you found it entertaining. Uh, we certainly did. It was quite a good laugh, and it's always great to uh, interview Andrea about these things. And some of the fan questions were a little strange, but fun nevertheless. Thank you very much again, mate. So this week on the podcast, we are reviewing the song Kill the Light, taken from Lacunacle's album Dark Adrenaline, the third song on the album. So I believe it's Mike's turn to start. Mike, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. Um, what can I say? It's, it's a very good opening with the guitar and bass and percussion throughout. That really sets the tone for the song um, going throughout. Um, the vocals with Christina are really clear with the opening um, with the whole me teach me tell me what to do part and we've got um the chorus and other parts sung, sung by andrea which work really well the interplay like other songs this is like a running thing with lacuna call with the um andrea and christina interplay between themselves that works really well 
Um, and I like this song. It's it works really well for me. Um, lyrically, um, I I see it as um, somebody that's possibly um, j- feeling jaded by a relationship and um, doesn't want her happiness or her personality to be snuffed out by said other person and that's what the light is and you're never going to kill that inside them so I I think that's the message behind it personally maybe I'm talking a load of waffle um but lyrically it's very good it's quite a long song and I would say it's one of my favorites on the album so far that there are others going forwards but this this is um really good for me cool what do you think of it Russ I agree with everything that uh, Mr. Dice just said there, but I have to admit, I have a confession to make because the first time I heard this song, for some strange, bizarre reason, I wasn't a massive fan of it and it was sort of a slow burner. And after about two weeks, it really, really grew on me. And I would say it's, you know, it's even easily my top 10, if not sort of top five or six Lacuna Coil tracks. It's just an amazing song and it's even better live. Um, musically, as Mike mentioned, it starts off with that bass and guitar intro. Then you get this sort of snare hit, and then the synth comes in. And we'll, we, you know, we talk about this a lot, but the mix on this song is perfect. The drums sound huge; they sound awesome. It's very atmospheric uh, in terms of the drums that they create on this song. And I'm a big, big fan of the vocal interplay. There's a lot of sort of um, precise arrangements between the the push and pull of Christina and Andrea. For example, you get Christina sing a verse, Andrea will sing a pre-chorus, Christina will sing the chorus, and then the verse. And you've got various multi-layered vocals from, from Christina throughout the song. I think the guitar mix is great, where they're sort of stacked across it, across the top of each other. It just gives it this huge, bombastic sound. It's a punchy, hard-hitting, fast-attacking song. It's got a reprise in it, which again, I think is interesting, because it's got Christina that's multi-layered with various harmony vocals. You then, dare I say, get a second reprise, which sort of Andy takes on, backed by Christina, which adds to the song's uniqueness. And then sort of the drums take you out of that reprise back into the chorus. Um, So musically, there's a lot going on, and it's a very, very interesting song. As Mike mentioned, um, I think the lyrics, he's sort of hitting the nail on the head. Um, Big, big fan of the lyrics, uh, specifically the line, I will feel the sun come back upon my face. The light outside the darkness is not too far away. And there's another great line in there, which is, I just want to to shine outside your halo. I think it's just an awesome song. It was a slow burner for me, but definitely in the top, top 10. Cool. Well, guys, I think you covered it really, really well, actually. Um, what can I add? This is a super song. That's what I wrote when I first started reviewing this early on today. I, as you say, the, the lyrics are great and it's so evocative. I, I am a little confused by the lyrics. I think the the first few opening lines don't match up, in my mind, at least with the rest of them, because there's this hold me, teach me, tell me what to do, but I'm not looking for a guide. I can't stand the light of the day outside to feel so cold inside your shadow, which is a, a beautiful light. And it, it feels to me like there's a little bit of confusion there. It, it's like, I, I want you to look after me, but don't oppress me, maybe? Something like that. Uh, you already, Rush, you, you mentioned my favourite line, which is, I want to shine outside your halo. I love that line. I absolutely love that line. I think it's just so, that's just poetry, that is. Brilliant line. It's got so much going for it. It's so evocative. This the quality of lyrical son- songwriting in this song is brilliant. I, I think there's 
I, I wrote down earlier when I, as I say, I, when I reviewed this, is the lyrics in this feel like kind of unleashed memories lyrics. The music feels like coma lines and the vocal lines feels like dark adrenaline. So this song kind of feels both fresh and classic at the same time. It seems to just sort of cross all those genres, all those timelines of lacuna core music. And I just, I think it's amazing. I think it's absolutely stonking number. I'm not going to go into all the detail of the, the musical that, that you did, Russ, because you've already done it. But this is a really complex song musically for me. I can hear so much in it. But the great thing is, and you've mentioned it a few times when we talk about Dark Adrenaline, the mix is so clean, you can hear all of the different layers really cleanly. And I really love that about it. It really kind of lends to that complexity. I don't think they played this since Pizza left the band, though, have they? No, I don't think no, it's, it's, it's kind of a two guitar song. That's so what I was going to say. That, that's what the play, play with the arrangements. I mean, the latest tour we just got was it to the edge, which again is a two guitar song, which they'd sort of rearranged, which worked. So, you know, yeah, I'm sure they could do it, but because of the, the, the sure textures it, in the in the uh, song, in the music, I think they they definitely need to rearrange it to make it work because it does definitely feel like, as you say, a two, two guitar song. There's so much going on in it. Uh, am I right in saying that this they played this song during the Darkness Rising tour in 2011 before Dark Adrenaline came it, out? Yeah. They did, didn't they? Did, didn't they they and tripped the darkness. Yes, yeah, indeed. On the opening night of the tour that I went to. Indeed, yes. And Trip the Darkness was by then, I think the video had come out, maybe? I think possibly it was still in the recording process. Really? Ish. Okay. I yeah. thought the people knew about Trip of Darkness by then, but because I, th- I went in, Oct- I think I think the tour opened October in yeah. Milan, and I think they were in the process of recording that, and possibly what was to become Fire, which they shelved at the same time. I think they were doing. I might be wrong on this, but I'm I'm pretty much nailed on that. I think they're in the process of doing both at the same time for the release later on. Right. At the time. I see. I see. I've, Memory seems to serve that the the single came out in the November. It's the, yeah. From memory from the wallpaper, and the, the the tour was in the October. Yeah. So it was just before it came out. So they basically <coughs> uh, preview both Trip the Darkness and Kill the Light before anybody else had heard it. Yeah, on the opening night, yeah. which was pretty which special. Was and I remember thinking that Kill the Light, especially, was just just works. I wanted to do well. I mean, a big fan of Trip the Darkness. We've already talked about that a couple of weeks ago, but. Oh yeah, this this song worked really really well live, and it was really, it felt really special getting to hear it. And and the thing was, it didn't feel like a band that had only just recorded it. You know, they they really, as I recall, I remember thinking if they felt very confident singing this song. Very powerful, isn't it, by Christina as well? Yeah, especially yeah. in the live setting. I mean, it is on paper and on the CD, but they look to be having such a good time with a lot of songs, but this really does hit home that it is a powerful song. It's something to get the crowd really keyed up and it's it belongs on, on the set list, I think, definitely. Oh, it's brilliant live, brilliant live. It's yeah, yeah, brilliant. you can't really top it by many others, songs. I don't think. I agree, totally agree. I, I think that this is, the vocal interplay also lends itself very well. I mean, Rush, you mentioned it about the, the reprise from Andrea in particular. I love that piece and I love the return for the final uh, chorus. Everything about it just feels complex, well-arranged, well-executed. 
it's just a great, great song. Uh, I, and of course, it ends on that guitar note as well, yeah. which very few Lacunacore songs do. They just sort of, and it's gone. It's done. <laughs> which is which is really good. So, Mike, what are you going to give it score-wise? Um, ten. Ten. Boom. Yeah. Straight Bang. Yeah. Russ? Boom. Um, shotgun. It's a ten. Ten? Oh, God. Pre- I had nine and a half. I'm feeling the pressure now. I'd give it a ten. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to give it a, a 10 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10. But I I can understand why you guys have done that. I think it's a 10 out of 10 live and a 9 out of 10 on the album. It is a stonking song. Great, great song. And one of the new Lacuna Core classic songs, I feel. So there we go. Kill the Light. brings it to a close this week on the Empty Borough Podcast. It's been a bit of a blast this week. We've talked a lot. I certainly feel like I've run out of things to say. Something that most people are probably quite thankful for by now. We got an interview with Andrea. We talked about the the things that we try to do to dispel the blues after the Lacuna Core tours are finished. News, reviews. Wow, it's been a bit of a whistle-stop tour this week. Anyway, so... If you've forgotten, I'll quickly tell you, you can get in contact with the Empty Spiral podcast via the Empty Spiral website, which is www.emptyspiral.net. You can also contact us via our various social networking sites, all of which are linked on the front page of the Empty Spiral website. So just go on there. You can get go to our YouTube channel and you can leave comments on our videos, especially the, the recent ones, which you'll see have already been posted on the front page of es on facebook on tumblr on twitter on google plus you know you've got no excuses if you want to contact us and share your clinical experiences or pictures or videos or whatever it might be please do so if you want to be on the podcast just let us know if either through any of the social networks or via the podcast at emptyspiral.net email address and we'll be sure to get in contact with you it's really easy it's free and it's a, an opportunity for you to Join us on the podcast, have a bit of a laugh, have a bit of conversation, talk more Lacuna Coil. What else is there? Of course, you can subscribe to the podcast uh, via iTunes and the Stitcher Radio Network, or you can stream it directly from Empty Spiral or download it as an MP3 every week when it comes out. So, again, you've got lots of ways of listening to us. And that's about it, I think. So, next week, we'll be presenting Christina's interview as well as. Uh, reviewing more songs and of course talking more about Lacuna Coil so look forward to speaking to you all very very soon listen to more Lacuna Coil take care everybody cheers everyone cheers guys